Hi, everyone. Mitch from PickDogs.com here with Chris Ruffalo. It is Thursday, August 25th, 2022 here with your live show. We're live seven days a week, 365 days a year. No excuses, just free picks every day. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing well. You know, I had a little bit of a bumpy finish to, to last night's action. That uh, top of that top of the ninth and that uh, Diamondbacks Royals game came back to haunt me. But you know what? Still hit our our fifteen dollar place. So I'm I'm happy. A lot of people made some money yesterday. I had the uh, I had the Diamondbacks in that one, and I knew I was kind of in trouble because you know I didn't love the game. It wasn't my top play or anything, but um, I knew Singer had been playing really well and. Um, you know, the Diamondbacks, once I saw they couldn't get to him, I figured they were probably in trouble. And uh, they, they were late. Witt with the three-run home run was really the difference. And then the under players get, get abused with the uh, two runs in the, uh, in the top of the ninth. Yeah, it was on the under in that one as well. So that's kind of where I got to, where I got toasted a little bit. And, you know, the Rays also not... Uh, not coming through yesterday. Haven't need extra innings to put away the Angels. It was a second time in three games in this series, so we'll have to see if they could do it today. Well, Luke Farrell um, pitched way <laughs> above his pay grade yesterday. Roasted me and uh, you know made me sound pretty stupid in the process. And then, uh, but Jose Urena always good for good for blasting and uh, TJ Zuch as well. Um, absolutely crushed. It was a miracle double play to save the the Nerfy in the first inning. You know, I had the Yurfy there. I had Yurfy at first five over. I had Philly's first five over. I had game over. I gave those all out in the drive through, and uh, you know, here they are, bases loaded with one out. And I figure, you know, here's my Yurfy, and uh, they turn a miracle double play, shoestring uh, play, and. Um, you know, then, you know, the second inning happened <laughs> and the third inning and, well, it's the end of the Zooch train, you know, and it's, it's the gift that keeps on giving. He just really absolutely got hammered in that one. Jose Urena just couldn't get out of the second inning. You know, when Marcus Simeon bats three times in the first two innings, you're probably in trouble if you're on the other <laughs> side of it. I mean, that was, that was the Jose Urania that paid a lot of bills when he was pitching in Miami. Yeah, so. he was, it was good to see him. And uh, <laughs> my play of the day was um, my, my play of the game was my play of the day was the uh, Texas Rangers. So it's nice when you get those, um, you know, my $15 big play, when you get those um, like that, it, it's always uh, a relief. But today is, um, you know, officially two weeks from the start of the NFL season. You know, um, tomorrow night, Chris and I will be making our week zero um, college football videos um, as we get ready for college football season. I'm looking at week one ahead. And, you know, Chris and I try not to do, um, you know, I, I try on college football. I don't do, we don't do all the games like we do on, you know, some of the, like on the pro sports. And I'll tell you what, narrowing it down to maybe 20 or so is I'm, I'm having difficulty with it. So we might have to just start early and catalog some of these smaller games and, um, you know, some of the other games. It's just I'm finding the tough spots like, you know, uh, on on the schedule to, um, you know, to narrow it down. I mean, we could I throw out anything that's an FCS game, right? We just throw it out as far as doing videos. But... Um, you know, when it comes to when it comes to the FBS games, there's still a ton of those. Um, let's see if I can find where I was working on my worksheet here. Here it is. So this is what I'm down to, Chris, on these games for videos. And you know, if our audience wants to see one of these, or you know, what that we agree should be cut from the list, then speak now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> Arizona, San Diego State. Kent State, Washington, Texas State, Nevada. I thought about clipping that one. Um, Arkansas, Cincinnati, Utah, Florida, Louisiana, Monroe, Texas. I gotta leave that one. You know, we have to leave that. <laughs> you've already you've already put your name next to that. One. Well, it's tradi it's tradition. You know, it's tradition. It's a traditional game. They play every year. Yeah. Then you got uh, UTEP and Oklahoma. They play every year. That was the uh, Samar J P Ryan. Um, not Samarja Pirine, the other Pirine that played for... LaMichael. LaMichael Pirine, where 
It was fourth and inches. They went for it. He busted through and uh, covered the 48-point spread, um, you know, uh, on that play when it looked like they were just going to take a knee and, and run out the clock. Or, you know, if they get the first down there, they take the knee three times. You know, he busts through the line and, and to go up by 48, cover the spread. Then you've got yeah. – uh, The ass slapping parade on the sidelines. Of course. The home game for Oklahoma. Then you've got um, – so Memphis, Mississippi State, do that one every year. BYU, USF, two uh, initial games. Short title on that one. Um, Louisville, Syracuse, it's an ACC game, so we'll be doing that. Western Kentucky, Hawaii. Alabama, Utah State. Army, Coastal Carolina, that's a possible, you know, could cut it. NC State, East Carolina. Eh. Then you got um, Oregon State, Boise State. Bowling Green, UCLA, Buffalo, Maryland, Colorado State, Michigan. Now, here's another one. Florida Atlantic, Ohio. You know, and on a regular week, I might cut that one if we have, you know, a bunch of other conference games. I usually will cut the MAC, um, and we do the same in basketball. But I don't know. We're, I'm there anyway. It's just one video, right? And then you've got Georgia State, South Carolina, Houston, UTSA, Liberty Southern Miss. Now there's another one that could have could possibly be cut, but you know why? Miami, Ohio, Kentucky, North Carolina, App State, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Oregon, Georgia, Rice, <laughs> USC, Rutgers, Boston College, SMU, North Texas. There's one that you could possibly cut, but I mean, do you really want it? Troy, Ole Miss, and Tulsa, Wyoming, which you could also cut. So I see maybe five cuts out of 31 games that we could possibly do. And at that point, it's just another two videos for each of us. Yeah. <laughs> We've already committed. To yeah, this. I'm already there. You know, it's like I'm already there. It's not like it's not like college basketball where we're going from 110 down to 30. You know, it's like I'm already there. You know, it's like I know a lot of these teams we probably won't cover you know, later on in the season, you know, we, we, it's just a matter of no, it's just a numbers game. You know, it's like, you don't want to have too many videos, but, um, yeah, I'm excited about it. I was looking at that this morning. I wrote down, I'd like cut them all out. I took out all the FCS games. I'm like, all right, here's what we, yeah, here's the body of work for that day. And I'm like, well, where can we cut? You know, like, I just didn't, I just didn't see it. And I will say to everybody, if, you, if you're upset, if we cut that FAU Ohio game, don't be because we'll get enough action in the middle of the week this season that we'll we'll talk about the Bobcats. It's not a big deal. Yeah, it's like the whole thing is, is that, you know, we don't generally release our videos really early like some of the other channels do. I think the other channels do it to try and get the jump on us. You know, it, it never works, but they always do that. You know, they always do it to get the jump on us. And it's like. Uh, whatever. But anyways, we got tons of games going on today. I've kind of gone a little bit longer on the preview than I than I normally like to. And uh, of course, we're going to continue on with the format that we've been doing all week long. And uh, we're going to go right into it. So we're going to start with the NFL, though. We've got two NFL games going on tonight. Of course, it's preseason. So tread lightly. It's also the last game of preseason. We got the Chiefs and the Packers. This one's at Arrowhead. The Chiefs opened as a one-point favorite. They're now one-and-a-half-point dogs. Um, we saw the Packers get it done at home last week. What do you think here, Chris? Yeah, you know, I was going back and forth and was trying to find out, you know, who's going to be playing in this game, or at least how much you're going to see of certain guys. And, you know, I think even if you see Patrick Mahomes for a series, and that's that's being generous for the for the Kansas City Chiefs, I, I personally still think the Packers are the play here. I think, you know, the Packers pretty much have their top line set in stone. Obviously, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers at starting quarterback. And this is where you could get a lot of seasoning in for Jordan Love. He hasn't been great in the preseason. He's only completing about 50% of his passes. But getting him this early experience thing is going to be key if and when Aaron Rodgers does step to the side and leaves the reins to uh, to Jordan Love. You're going to need, you know, experience like this. And I think that, you know, Love can pick apart the, the Chiefs second and third stringers. And bottom line is for me, I think I don't want to leave, you know, my money in the hands of Shane Bichelle or Dustin Crum, who's battling for that third string spot. I don't trust Dust, uh, Chad Henney either. So I think uh, I think Green Bay probably the play for me in this one. 
I mean, after my Luke Farrell blew up in my face yesterday, I could hardly get into my whole Chad ben- Chad Henney bit. But <laughs> I actually I can. He absolutely stinks. He could be one of the worst quarterbacks, and he was the undoing of Bill Parcells in Miami. Um, Bill Parcells, the way he drafted quarterbacks, they always had to be a four-year starter in college. <laughs> Chad Henney was a four-year starter at Michigan, but boy, in the NFL, he is. Uh, Absolutely hideous. The king of throwing the ball away when your wide receiver is wide open, streaking down the yeah. sideline with you know less than two minutes left to go in the game, and you know fourth down. Um, it doesn't really work for you, and you know it's it's kind of like that that in dodgeball. It looks like you know when he says it looks like uh, it looks like average Joe's <laughs> is going to have to forfeit the game. And he goes, and Justin Bateman says. Uh, We'll have to see how that strategy pans out for him, Cotton. It's uh, <laughs> it's kind of just like that, right? It's like, um, you know, Chad Henney is, I mean, he's not a viable NFL quarterback at any level, um, backup, starter, or on the bench. He's, uh, I, I just don't like the whole stench of this thing. I'm going to go with the Packers here at Arrowhead. <laughs> so many great lines from Dodgeball. <laughs> Duck, duck, dodge. Hmm. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> duck, duck, dodge. Yes. The five D's of dodgeball. <laughs> dodge, dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. <laughs> yep. We've got the Texans taking on the 49ers and... Kyle Shanahan, one of my least favorite coaches, of course, in the NFL, and, you know, uh, up against the Texans, who, well, you know, probably a little more to play for here than the uh, than the 49ers. Probably a lot of guys competing for actual roster spots and jobs than the 49ers have. And uh, at the same time, they're home, and we're getting better than a field goal. Um, I think based on all those things alone, I think, you know, that's where I go here. Obviously, we can't dig. It's hard to dig into these games as far as personnel and matchups because we just don't even know what we're going to see. But um, we know it's going to be in Houston. We know that, you know, if if you have the regular season 49ers-Texans, you know, based on what we saw last year, it's probably the 49ers. But, you know, it's Trey Lance. I'll be fading him plenty this season. And, you know, we have, um, you know, a Texans team that while they – didn't win a lot of games. They were competitive, you know, the last half of the season. So uh, remember that game against the Rams where they were down like a million points and then they backdoored them, getting uh, yeah. 16 and a half or something? They were lost by 15 or 16. They were down by like 40. Yeah, and snuck back in the cover. Yeah, backdoor, the ultimate of backdoors. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Texans in this one. How about you? You know what, I, I've kind of struggle with this one as well. I think I like it maybe a little bit more than, than the Packers, but uh, I'd probably go with the 49ers money line. Um, yeah. I just think there, there's a lot of depth for the, uh, for the, for the 49ers at running back. And I think that the, uh, the, the 49ers probably win this game. The Texans probably cover like it's maybe a two point win for the, for the 49ers. I just think they have, they have the, the better coaching offensively. Um, and I just think that, you know, Houston's going to be relying on a, t- a lot of their top guys as well this season, like Davis Mills, you know, and they want to keep, you know, all those guys pretty much healthy. So I think you're going to see very little of them, but I think you need to get a Trey Lance as much experience as possible. The Niners have already said they're going to play their starters for the majority of the first half. And uh, maybe you take a first half spread if you're going to, if you're going to take a spread in this game, but uh probably go with the Niners on the money line in this one. You know, people will complain about a Nationals Red Series in uh, in late August, early September, but they don't say nothing about a Falcons-Jaguars week three preseason NFL <laughs> matchup. And, I mean, it's it's way worse, you know. It's way worse, Falcons-Jaguars. It's not even close. Um, anyways, we go to Major League Baseball. I was 2-1 and one on my premiums yesterday. I hit my two early games. I had the Guardians um, against the Padres. Just I'm just straight fading the Padres these days. And I had the Rangers were my fifteen dollar big play. Chris, what was your? You hit your big play, right? Your it's yeah, the Astros you, run line, right? Yeah, yeah, Astros run line. I got yesterday, and I I was with you. I cashed on the Rangers as well. But uh, two and three yesterday had the uh, the under and the Diamondbacks in that game as well Oof. as the other. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, as well yeah. as the Tampa Bay Rays on the run line. So, well, I think our show slogan for 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 something like that is uh, when you have when you have when you lose the under like that, and also you lose the game. Um, I think you just say we really went down the toilet on that ugly bitch. <laughs> yeah, I, I had the D backs too in that thing. It was uh, it was not good. Um, really not good. I felt all right in the seventh. I think it was what it was one nothing, but then you saw you saw the run start to come, and I was like, "Oh boy, well we're screwed." And then I thought I had the under at least. I was like, "Ah, you know what? One out of two ain't bad." And then Christian Walker had other ideas, and I was like, "Well, crap." <laughs> so did you feel left out when this um, YouTube um, troll left this comment? I don't know if you saw these comments this morning. No, um, no, I have not chance. I have it on my phone. I don't think I have it on my screen here. I might be able to get it. Let me see. And if the, I don't. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but um, it's it's happened before. It's, it won't be the first time. It won't be the last. Just hit me. Rip off the bandaid. Well, let's see if we can um, get it on the screen here for everybody. I put. I posted it on my Twitter. Um, I just think that you know. Here we go. Sorry. Let's see if I can get it on the screen here. And. So let me see if it'll let me shrink it. All right, so here it is. And it says, um, this is from Ice Trade the Gang. And he says, this is why I always watch this channel because I know they make dumbass picks, especially Ron. But then he also, at the same time, five minutes earlier had said, this is why I like to watch this channel because I know they make dumbass picks, especially Mitch. So, I mean, he can't spell picks. We understand that. But do you feel excluded here, Chris, that you don't get to make the dumbass picks or he doesn't watch for you? A little bit because it seems like it only took about five seconds to copy and paste that statement. And it takes only a couple seconds to type out the letter C-H-R-I-S and then click post. So, I'm, yeah, I'm a little bit of, a little bit offended. You couldn't make the effort to click on one of my videos. and Yeah, the, and, thing, and I, the thing I crossed out there is I took the screenshot like this. I sent it to Romanelli and I said, which one of us is it? And he, he said, I said, I think it's you. He said, I think it's you. Well, if I had seen that at first, I, if, if I had seen that at first, I'd be like, wait a minute, your pictures aren't that bad. You know. I mean, oh, no. He watches it because I know they make dumbass picks, especially. <laughs> especially <laughs> me, and, uh, me and Ron. Yeah. So you've been excluded, Chris, from this, from this group. You know, it's something I will work work back from. You know, I, I, I might have some trouble focusing today and getting some work done. I might lose some sleep over it, but I'll be fine. Yeah, I think like I think the most credible sources are usually people that can't spell a simple word like picks. <laughs> I think that to me, those are the ones that really they really I lose sleep over it. Or, or post the messages that look like the ransom message that's made out of the magazine letters. <laughs> like a bunch of like, random thrown in uppercase letters, the punctuation's all off, the lettering's wrong. That's why I always like to watch this channel because I know they make dumbass picks. Especially you, Mitch. <laughs> I love that one. I just love it. I'm tickled. All right. Let's go to our game here. We've got the Rays and the Angels. It's Drew Rasmussen with a 110 Eastern time start against Patrick Sandoval. Rasmussen and the Rays in that minus 175 range in uh, the Angels take back, depending on what book you're using. One, I always just say it's 10 bucks, you know, so ten, one, it's 165, 175. But I mean, this these things have generally been, I mean, you're finding 30 cent differentials in, uh, in lines these days. So you got to shop. What do you think about this gem, Chris? Yeah, you know, I think this is a, a great spot to look at maybe an under in this one. But I also really like the nerfy in this one. You know, the Angels haven't seen Drew Rasmussen very much. And kind of like, you know, the Diamondbacks and uh, Royals pick I gave it on the drive through yesterday. I think the anonymity for Rasmussen against the Angels is going to play well for him in, in his favor. Plus, you look at guys that are just in a, in a really bad slump right now. Shohei Otani in his last 16 at-bats, just two hits. Uh, David Fletcher, five for his last 26. Taylor Ward, four for his last 24. And uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, you know, facing Patrick Sandoval. Sandoval's had his issues, but he's pitched well. It's just been the Angels that can't back him up. 15-5 and five to the Nerfie this season. 
And, uh, you know, the first time uh, through the order, especially against leadoff hitters, Sandoval holding them to just a 196 batting average. I got to go with the Nerfie in that one. I think it's my strongest play. Yeah, for me, it's, um, you know, the Angels are straight ass. And, um, you know, it's they, they've been absolutely terrible. And uh, I think when you look at some of the streaks here, um, you know, the Angels 11-0, and 0, or 0-11 and 11 against the American League East straight up. It's minus 186 if you're there. The Nerfie against the, uh, the AL East, um, nine in a row for the Angels. So really putting together some really nice, nice trends here um, if you're an Angel hater. And uh, I am. So, uh, you know, I just don't, I'm not, not feeling the Angels today. Especially Ron. Especially you, Ron. Especially you, Mitch. Ouch. Take, I, I think I think I think he was trying to get personal there. <laughs> to be honest with you, do you think calling us out by our first name like that is nothing personal, Mitch? No, 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 no. no. It would have went personal if they went full name. Then it's just like they're trying to talk at you. They're not trying to just call you out. They're talking at you. Well, like if somebody said, "Oh, especially you, Christopher," I'd be like. Oh, God, what did I do? Well, what I did yesterday was I talked Luke Farrell right into a career performance <laughs> against the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cards out for revenge here. Of course, what we neither of us knew at the time was America's first baseman wasn't going to be playing in that game. Um, not that he makes is going to make a difference in a game that's as one side as that one. Miles Michael is now not looking like a great road pitcher. There, I said it. I feel better about myself. Um Marcus Stroman hasn't been a very good pitcher at all. I don't know what happened to this guy. The wheels have kind of fallen off the cart on Stroman. Um, but um, on the other side, Dakota Hudson, he's never really had the wheels, right? So what you know? What are you looking at in this one? I think today's the day where I'm going to look for a lot of, I mean, we saw him yesterday, but I'm going to look for a lot of runs. I'm going to look for a lot of... Uh home runs to be hit in this game you know the wind blowing out to to left field at Wrigley and Marcus Stroman you know he has pitched a little bit better at home but he still has an ERA up over six at home this season and in two starts against the uh, the Cardinals this season Stroman's allowed uh 12 runs on 15 hits five home runs against the Cardinals in 10 and two-thirds innings that includes uh three homers and, and nine runs allowed in uh four innings at Wrigley this season and uh, Dakota Hudson this season has struggled more so on the road, just coming off the start where he allowed four runs on five hits at Arizona. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, but I also look for, for, a very, for a few home runs to be hit. So maybe take the catalog on the Cardinals in this one, but uh, it can be over as well. I think the Cardinals, um, they're not going to get pushed around by the Cubs on a, on a daily basis. And, you know, Marcus Stroman hasn't done anything to uh, make me – believe anything different i think you go with the catalog as well on the cardinals it's you know the first five the the team total over the the whole the full monty you know just really the, the full thing there um no reason not to we go to our next um game on the board and this one's going to be the seattle mariners against the cleveland guardians now these are two teams if the playoffs if the season ended today these teams would both be in the playoffs. It's an odd start time for a series that's only in game one of the series. It's not a fill-in game. They're, this is an actual series. So tomorrow they move back to a different time. Um, it's kind of odd, you know, that they do this. But it's Marco Gonzalez on the mound, so anything's possible. Chris, uh, you know, the Mariners, uh, you know, yesterday on the show, and I know that this one flew under the radar with my crappy-ass pick or whatever, especially Mitch, <laughs> that I'd said that, Anibal Sanchez fully capable of, you know, of driving the ship deep into this game and, and being very much in control. And um, if, you, if you're going to take the Nationals, you might want to think reverse run line. And, um, you know, there it was. You know, um, the, the Mariners came back, tied the game late with a home run. And then the Mariners, the uh, Nationals in the top of the ninth with two runs. Uh, to cover that reverse run line. And, you know, I happen to have 200 bucks on it at plus 398. So, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't bet a big bet on it, you know, and it's like, you know, like a lot of people out there, 
it's like, you know, they're always looking, I know some other stations and some other things and other people, I never bet five more than 5% of my bankroll or 10% of my bankroll or whatever. And you know, it's like, I don't even understand that because is that like after you, so after, so if I make a bet, right? It's like say my bankrolls, I don't know, say it's 10 grand today, right? So say, right? Say I, I bet two dimes on the, on the, uh, I, I bet two dimes on, on the, um, on the Rangers, right? So now my bankroll is now 8,000. So when I'm looking at 5%, am I looking at 5% of the 8,000 or of the 10,000? I start with, because my actual bankroll really is only 8,000 right now. Or if I hit that game, that Rangers game, and I now, am I now looking at, you know, at 5% of 13K? So the games later in the day, you're looking at a resized bankroll. At what point are you resizing this bankroll? That's why I always bet just 200 or 300 or 3,000 or whatever, you know, it's like whatever the hell I feel like it on a game. And I say, this is my gambling money, right? This is my betting money, which, you know, I do for a living. So this is basically my money, right? It's, it's, <laughs> there's the money and then there's the other money and it's all, it's all commingled, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Well, how does that work, Chris? Do you know? Any idea? <laughs> if anyone out there know, <laughs> I mean, help me. <laughs> Just help me out here. Yeah, yeah, your your guess is as good as mine. Like, yeah, I have no idea. Anyways, but, uh, the Guardians made quick yeah. work of the Padres and the Mariners. They they really fell apart. You know, in a, a game that I'm gonna guess a lot of the squares, well, not squares, but I guess a lot of the, the public betters, the guys that only bet the favorites, um, they got absolutely stomped on on that game, that Mariners game. They must have gotten just crushed. Yeah. Yeah, I think so as well. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm looking at this one. And I'm going to take the Cleveland Guardians here. Uh, you know, I I do like the Seattle Mariners. They're going to be providing value. They're not. Thing is, the, the Mariners aren't going to win every game. And they were they were red hot. Now they're just going through one of those little slumps that every team seems to go through. And yeah, the thing for me is that we've seen Tristan McKenzie. He's a lot better than a lot of his metrics would suggest. And especially on the uh, the e in the in the uh, the ERA department, but uh, throws a lot of off speed stuff as well, and that's what the Mariners really struggle to hit. I think you're going to see a healthy diet of uh, you know curveballs and sliders from McKenzie today. I just expect him to throw another gem. He's been the far better pitcher over his last seven starts. Marco Gonzalez in the ERA up over six, and uh, I think the Cleveland Guardians get one on the road here to start the series. So give me the Guardians in this one at uh, minus one twelve. Yeah, you know, the thing is, uh, I've been riding the Guardians. You know, they're they're great closers. The last two months of the season, every single year, um, they seem to be the team to bet. And I rode them all the way through San Diego. And uh, I'm not ready to get off the horse yet. I'm with you on the, on the Guardians. We move on to our next game. Of course, uh, tomorrow is uh, Logan Gilbert versus Shane Bieber. Preview for Friday's show. Oh, a little, little teaser, a little cliffhanger. It's like the cliffhanger. It's like it's like when Bittler's like, I'll be covered that Angels Rays game on the drive through today. It's like, no, I've ruined my whole day. I'm gonna be I'm not gonna be able to slip to take a nap. <laughs> Phillies against the Reds. I think this is an opportunity for, to cash the money. I got this is where that, that comment came. Um, you know, that that Mitch sucks <laughs> comment was actually on my Reds Phillies video. You can see it right here, um, because I took the Reds, and that that's why I think the Reds plus one and a half is is the better bet. But I just you know I'll bet that also. I'll, you know, I'll say, I'll just, I'll just, it doesn't take much. You know I mean. I'm not like a lot of these other guys that, you know, it's like oh, 5% of my bankroll on this, you know, Joe Vegas or whatever. Meanwhile, these guys live in like, you know, you know $60,000 townhouses or something, you know, it's like, but it's like, they're like your financial advisor or something, right? And I'm not anywhere close to that. I'm just, I'm just like you guys, you know, it's like, you know, like so things go bad. I start to chase, right? It's like, I do the same thing. And sometimes I make bets just on a hunch or, you know, whatever. It's like, I just do it. And, you know, generally those aren't my best bets and my premium picks or anything like that. But it's like, I'm honest, you know? It's like, I don't need, I don't have anything. I've, I think anything I've had to, anything I have to prove, I think I've already proved it at this point, right? I mean, I've been doing this a long time and, you know, I've been pretty successful at it. So, um, I don't know. I just think this is kind of like my, I'm going to use my nationals. I'll just say I'm using my nationals money from yesterday, even though it's all 
to say money. I'll put 200 bucks on, on the Reds money line. I'll put 200 on the reverse run line. And then I'll also take a safer play and put 200 on the, um, on the Met plus uh, one and a half. So I understand I'm 600 in on a game that I don't absolutely love. I get it. But this is what I do. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I, it, the thing is, I got to 600 so easily, you know? It's like, well, I'll put 200 on this. And it sounded innocent enough, right? And now it's like, I'm 600 in. It's like the half, it's like the NFL halftime show where I run out of money in my betting account. It's like people are wondering what the pause is. It's like I'm reloading. It's because I got 45 bets out there. The people, the people like standing behind you at the at the at the kiosk, and they're like tapping their foot. Just well, waiting. you know what happens to me during the halftime shows, and and I know it will happen to me again this year. It's like where I will put in a bet for 300, and I'll hit 3,000, and it'll, it happens all the time. It happens all the time. And it's usually one that I don't love. You know, like Cowboys second half against the Packers or something. It's like, (laughs) yep, happens all the time. I probably do it five times a season. It's not like, oh, it happens every once every couple of years or something. It's probably at least five times a season that happens to me. And then I have the decision to I bet the other side, you know? And a lot of times I would need to make a deposit to do that. Transparent. That's you call full transparency. Anyway, you go. You jump on Noel at the minus three fifty here. Yeah. Uh, no. Not 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 happening. I'm gonna. I might actually come with you on the on the Reds in this one. I think that you know Justin Dunn. You look at his two road starts since uh, since joining the Reds. Has not been terrible. He allowed three runs in his debut against the New York Mets in four and two thirds. So not not horrible. And uh, gave up one run over five innings against the Pittsburgh Pirates last time out. I might also take the team total for the Reds uh, over here. I'm just trying to find it, find what it is. I think it was two, yeah, over two and a half at minus 120. I think it's a solid bet. You look at Aaron Nola, two of his last three starts at home. He's allowed five runs. And uh, I think the, the, the Reds are fully capable of at least scoring two or three here. If they don't get to Nola for... The two or three, I think they'll be able to get to the Phillies bullpen. I could see six or seven innings from Nolan. A couple innings from that bullpen, I could see the Reds getting over that team total. So I'm going to take the Reds team total over, and I'll also lean towards the Reds plus one and a half. I mean, hear, hear me out on this one, right? It's like, <laughs> okay. so this is where all the good ones start. <laughs> so yesterday, you know, yesterday, TJ Zoich was was pitching right so we we know what's gonna happen right we know there's gonna be a lot of runs it's gonna happen early it's gonna you know it's it's, there's gonna be some visits to the mound you know the whole you're gonna get everything right it's gonna take forever you know the game's gonna go like 10 hours but the thing is is that the reds were down big but then they kind of came back right and they kind of scored some runs and they kind of showed some signs of life. And I think sometimes when teams close the night with some kind of momentum, it carries to the next day. You know, I think sometimes you see it, that little bit of confidence. Kind of like the Royals against the Diamondbacks. You know, they scored a couple runs late the other night. And, you know, they carried it over. Anyways, I got 600 on the Reds in assorted bets. I don't know what it's. I'll tell you what. It's not even two percent on my bankroll. It's not even one percent, but it's it's six hundred bucks. That's what it is. How do they calculate that percent? Does anyone say? Anyone know? Like when they say it's five percent of your bankroll, like is it five percent before the other crappy pick they sold you lost? Is it or is it like five percent after the crappy pick they sold you lost? Including the price of the pick, or is it just is that separate than the bankroll money, the the purchase? I don't know. It's messed up, man. It's, it's messed up. <laughs> Dude, that's messed up, man. And it's what are you selling today? Well, for me today, I got my uh, my fifteen dollar pickoff play. You know, like I said earlier, we hit we hit back to back pickoff plays. Also, gonna have a three pack up as part of my Thursday throwdown MLB three pack. Have some afternoon action thrown in there as well. But uh, 
right now, just those two, or the uh, the long term pass hop on something long term. You're gonna get an NFL preseason and have some plays for tomorrow. And uh, right now, even a three day will get you into uh, college football action. We'll have week zero up there as well. So um, definitely hop on something long term and still use that promo code OG15. We're in the last week of being able to use it to get 15% off. So take advantage of that while you can. Yeah, I don't know what the September promotion will be, to be honest with you, but I'm not going to make it like SEP15 or something ever again. It's going to be the code's going to be something like, you know, win, <laughs> win, <laughs> win 15, something easy, you know. Um, I have my $15 big play. I have two other plays in there in as premium picks. I might add another because I really like the Texans. But um, outside of that, um, you know, I don't know what I'm doing for week zero either. I still am looking at the games. I'm struggling. I like picked, you could tell, you could ask Chris, I put my name on the schedule next to my games like a week ago so I could start studying and I haven't done it. So I, <laughs> you, know, you know, I've been doing fishing. It's just really got, you know, when I got into fishing was the all-star break. I like I started fishing again. I hadn't fished in a really long time. And now it's like, I just love it again. I'm just fishing like all the time. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> it's like every time I catch a fish, you want to talk about my bankroll. It's like that fishing gear. It's like every fish ends up costing. It's like you could have gone out for like 15 lobster dinners for every fish you catch. Anyways, we got the Orioles up against the White Sox. If you can figure this series out, you are a uh, smarter than everyone in our comments. Romanelli had the White Sox yesterday as his as his Ron's rundown fifteen dollar play, and it's funny because everyone in the rundown comments said don't buy his picks. They were all on the Orioles, and then like you get the guys that are like. The Orioles killed me, whatever. And I always like to write in there because now, so Ron thinks that if I comment with, because I'm pick dogs, right, on YouTube. That's that's my thing. So Ron thinks that if I comment as pick dogs, people think it could be him. So I have to put dash dash Mitch. <laughs> a comment on one of his <laughs> posts. So it's like I went through this whole thing. It's like all the people that were like, Orioles blew up my parlay or whatever. I was like. Ron's best play was White Sox. Um, Lance Lynn's been terrible. I know they got rid of Dallas Keuchel, but I felt Lance Lynn could easily deserve the same treatment. Um, what do you think here, Chris? Yeah, it's, this was one that, ironically enough, if I had to take a roof low on him and take a pass on, I, I would. I would lean towards the guard. Sorry, the uh, guards. I just saw guardians in the comments. Um, the Orioles towards uh, the value here with Jordan Lyles, just because I Lance Lynn has been pitching better in you know in the month of August. He's allowed two earned runs or less in three of his four starts, but it's kind of like. You know, you never really feel safe because he's always capable of giving up that four or five run start whenever you whenever you least expect it. You always have to kind of look over your shoulder. But Jordan Lyles is capable of that as well. Um, I don't know, just the way the Orioles have played at home this season, I'd probably lean towards Baltimore, but uh, lean at best. Yeah, I don't love this one. And to me, it's the White Sox. When you think that they're going to win is usually when they let you down. And it's, it's you know, it's been it's been bizarro world right for the white Sox. so i think today with lance lynn going you have to almost take him he's been so terrible just absolutely terrible yeah i'm excited for jay briggs to be doing halftime nfl with me that's gonna be fun i don't know i've i've never really done that style show with him before so it'll be interesting to see because everyone knows those nfl halftimes i'm uh i mean i might not always have good weeks in the NFL. I might not always have, um, you know, good seasons or good years or any of that stuff, but my NFL halftime shows are straight freaking money, man. Those things, it's like people, people will criticize me up and down, you know, in comments and whatever, but nobody ever says his halftime picks suck, you know? They never say that, and that's how you know, you know? It's like, because if they were bad, you would hear it everywhere, but it's... Those halftime picks, man, they are straight money. And I think the, I think that the picks on this show will be the same way as we continue into this format because it gives me a chance to kind of take some teams and picks that, you know, it's not just based on the odds. I can tell you guys why and, and all that other stuff. 
No, actually, Ron is um, Ron is dumbass picks, especially Ron. Thumbs down. Um, X. What's the other one? No smoking. I don't even know what that symbol means. Danger. Stranger danger. No smoking. I have no idea what that signal. Circle with the line through it. I guess it's just like don't go with it or this? avoid. This? Avoid. This? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Especially Mitch. <laughs> Especially Ron. Oh, man. All right, we go to the next one. Got the Mets taking on the Rockies. This is a crap game. Um, Jacob DeGrom is minus 450. Chris, <laughs> with your money? No, I mean, what, percent do you, your... what percent do you put on the minus 450? <laughs> Can I go negative percent? Like, they have to give me money to take the minus 450 because that's... That's ridiculous. I, I, yeah, Jacob Degrom, the better pitcher here by by a by a mile. But uh, I don't know. I've gone back and forth on this one too. I think I'm going to go with the over. I think over seven just too low for a game with Ryan Feltner on the mound. He has pitched uh, slightly better as of late, but uh, you know, I, mean, well, I should say as of late, meaning one start because he still has a five a six point four eight ERA across his last six. And uh, more often than not, this guy's given up five runs in the start. Now, I would say uh, he plays at Coors. That, that explains it. But he also allowed five runs at Minnesota, four run, uh, five runs, four earned at Miami. So I think the Mets could do enough to maybe get to this total on their own. Um, so I'll probably take the over in this one. No way I'm going near the Mets at this price. So X-Rush Diamonds is saying that the circle with the line throat means do not enter. I appreciate it. Oh. I appreciate that. <laughs> I actually, I appreciate it. He can put all those he likes. <laughs> if you're Ron appreciates it too, I'll, sp- I'll speak for him. I'll put words in his mouth. We appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Do not enter. <laughs> you damn only. right. You damn straight. <laughs> Double X. Trespassers will be shot. <laughs> and then some. Survivors will be shot again. It's like, man. Once a, I had oh one of those gosh. exams, man. They 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 knock, they knock you out for it. It's like, you know, you're not sure what the hell happened, but uh, you know something happened. You're not sure what the you hell wake happened. up feeling mint. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Jacob Degrom at minus four fifty is just a little bit too rich for my blood because we've seen his him lose games throughout his career. With a bad bullpen, Feltner, and because anyone's not gonna, everyone's gonna look hittable after you face the Grom for five or six or seven innings. You know, every other pitcher in the world's gonna be hittable after that. It kind of is a primer, right? So I think what we do is we go to the betting tools and um, we look at the player props here. So I will go to the players. I'll go to MLB. We'll look at the player props for the Mets and the Rockies in this one. And I think when we look at um, Jacob Degrom. You know, and look at some of his numbers here. Let's see. So Jacob DeGrom for strikeouts is... Wow. He's not really there. Cause, oh, because he doesn't have the body of work this season. So they show up. Oh well, never mind. We'll go to Faulkner then instead, and we'll like, we'll go with some home run props. I think Pete Alonso gets back in out of his slump here um, at home against the Rockies and hits a home run. I think Fran- Francisco Lindor. I like the total over. Oh, you know what? I think he's off today. Was he off yesterday? He's off today. He's off. They were off yesterday. The Mets, right? They didn't play. So. 
I like Lindor total bases over. Let's see what the prop is on that. Total hits is to get a hit is minus two thirty. Yeah, it's a little too rich for my blood. All right. What we'll do is we'll just glo- let's gloss. I'll gloss over the subject. Is what I'll do. Are there are two that you can maybe parlay together. Get that. Get the price down. Like Lindor to get a hit, and Pete Alonso over one and a half bases or something like that. I like the do not enter on that one. <laughs> do not enter. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna wear a shirt. I'm gonna get a shirt with that on it. <laughs> get it in Spanish too, so that everybody understands. No entrada. <laughs> yes, I get. We no, can do it. The French no entree. Have you ever seen like the the um the the sign like it has cheers in like you know twenty five different languages? Skull salute cheers, yeah. right? Like that. Do yeah. the same thing. Do not enter in like twenty five <laughs> different languages. Do not enter. Yeah, that's odd. <laughs> it's just an odd thing to say to somebody. Red Sox versus the versus the Blue Jays. I loved the over yesterday. It was way under. It was. Uh, it took extra innings. It still was way under. Um, a lot. I think that was the game that most people lost a lot of money on because I think a lot of people had the over, and I think a lot of people had the Blue Jays run line. So it was like just a disaster. Or Red Sox money line. And so I think it was like the books probably made a fortune on that game yesterday. But uh, today it's Cutter Crawford plus 140 against Gausman. It's minus 160 on the road. We're seeing bad Blue Jay pitchers, you know, big favorites at Fenway Park in this series. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I think the reason that you're seeing that with Gausman is that he's pitched really well on the road since uh, since the beginning of August. Three road starts. He's had uh, 21 shutout innings. And the Jays 4-0 in his road starts since uh, – since the all-star break on the road, but uh, I also look, I like the under in this one. You know, I think it's sort of similar to what we saw yesterday, maybe not three, two, but I could see it being a four to three kind of game, four to two, something like that. I, I like what Carter Crawford's brought to the table. He's been better more often than not. He has struggled in a couple of his recent starts, but those starts have come on the road at home. Only gave up two runs over six innings of work last time and only gave up three runs in uh, six innings. His last start against the blue Jays. So uh, I'll go with the uh, the under nine in this one. Do you um, do you um, do you think do not enter is just an odd thing to say to somebody or about somebody? It's, I don't know. It's so <laughs> it's, weird, man. Maybe he's doing you a favor by telling people to do not like do not enter. Well, I'm not gonna let him enter. How about that? <laughs> no one's entering. No one's entering. I can't speak for Ron, but I can speak for myself. <laughs> no one's entering. The hell is that? I like the over in the Red Sox <laughs> Blue Jays. I'm going back to the well in this thing. I think we see plenty of runs. Cutter Crawford, oh man, he just, he just bores me to tears. And Kevin Galsman can't stand him. Reminds me of the Kevin Galsman we saw in Baltimore for all those years that everyone was so big on. He was like a bookie nightmare. I mean, a, a sharp nightmare guy. He was kind of like the Cleveland Browns two or three years ago where the Sharps like bet him every game. And Galsman was the same way. He just totally let them down in a big way. I like the uh, I, I like the over in this one in uh, the Blue Jays-Red Sox. I didn't lean to the Red Sox. I just think that on value alone. I hate this game. Go to the Astros against the Twins. The Twins rallied late against the Astros yesterday. Fell short to get Ruffalo's run line cover there with uh, Framber Valdez going. But today it's Luis Garcia. He's got the odd throwing motion, right? It's kind of the hesitation. He can, what is that? What do you call that? The, the rock the baby and then. Yeah, he does the. Like, it's kind of the white man's overbite dance, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Ooh, isn't, oh, Hit man, me, baby, one more time. 
there's somebody that used I can't remember who exactly it was. They would stand in the box prior to the pitch and they would just swing their bat back and forth around waist height and then as the pitch was coming in they'd wind back. I and that's kind of what that reminds me of. I don't remember. Don't remember. Yeah. Anyways, I like uh I think the Astros carry the momentum forward here. I think the twins have just had their chances this year. And now they're a 62 and 60 team, probably going to finish around 500 for the season on the outside looking into the postseason. Meanwhile, the Astros' best record in the American League. Yeah, I can't uh, can't argue that. I also like the over in this one. Luis Garcia, you know, five straight starts where he's allowed at least three runs. But the thing is, is that more often than not, the Astros are able to rally behind him and pick up runs. And I think they're going to do that off of Chris Archer today. You know, Archer, he's still just a five-inning guy at best, and he has a 5.70 ERA across his last seven starts. And, uh, again, I've just never really been a fan of Chris Archer, especially this season. So, I, I, I'm with you. I think the Astros, but I also think the over is a strong play as well. Well, it brings us to our final game on the board, and that's the A's versus the Yankees. Um, Caprillion is plus 190 in this thing. What do you think here? <laughs> I'm trying to confirm the uh, the starter on the other side for the Yankees. It looks like there might be a change. It was Italian, right? Yeah, I think so. I, I'm pretty sure I saw it was Garrett Cole tomorrow. So, um, yeah, I'm, I might take the under here. I might also actually lean towards the uh, the Oakland A's plus one and a half. I know it sounds crazy, but, you know, we've seen the A's step up in spots before. They, they won two of three from the the charging Seattle Mariners in, in the series before the Marlins series this past, uh, past Monday through Wednesday. And, Caprillion, I've always said this season, he's pitched a lot better than a lot of his numbers would indicate. He's allowed two runs or less in five of his last six starts. I know the Yankees are, you know, an imposing lineup on paper, but I still think there could be some value here with Caprillion and the A's. So uh, give me the the A's plus one and a half in this one. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the under in this one. Um, The Yankees have been playing to the under like crazy, and the A's, well, they don't score any runs at all at home, so they're absolutely terrible at home. So it's tough to get behind them, even with the run and a half. But I can go with the under in this game. So I think that's where I'm going to land, which um, gets us to the parlay section. We're doing pretty good on these shows. Less games, but we're still coming in right around an hour-ish. So that we're south of an hour today. Yesterday we were uh, 15 minutes over. So I, I don't know. You know, we're working on the format, working on the show. It'll be interesting to see when we have a lot more games um, how we're able to handle it. But um, so far, so good. And, you know, there are going to be days where we're not going to be able to cover everything. And We know that it's called college basketball season. It's not going to happen. Of course, that we won't be covering hockey um, on the show, more than likely. Yeah, there'll be videos for that. Yep, and could be a whole nother show but uh i guess for my parlay today i'll go with the uh the nerfy between the angels and rays i'll go with the over seven um rockies and mets and the cleveland guardians i'm gonna go with the um i'm gonna go with the cincinnati reds I'm going to put it with the Chicago White Sox. Suspiciously favored in this game against Jordan Lyles. And I'll go with the uh, over in the Red Sox, Blue Jays. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Make it a winning day. If you have any suggestions for the show, any comments, anything like that, I'll put it in the comments. If you have any negative comments, well, keep those to yourself. Make it a winning day. We appreciate each and every one of you. Smash that like button.